Do you want to stay more focused on the right goals in your life or even just figure out what the right goals are for you? Do you want clarity? Do you want better work-life balance? Well, you're in the right place. Welcome to Success Through Failure. Welcome to the Success Through Failure podcast, the show that reveals failure as your path to success. You'll listen to intriguing interviews with some of the most successful people on the planet and learn how their failures became a launchpad for success and how yours can too. Here's your host, former Division I All-American wrestler, former Division I head coach, speaker, and personal coach, Jim Harshaw. Welcome to another episode of Success Through Failure. This is your host, Jim Harshaw. Here we go with another solo episode. And on my last, so this is episode 202. On my last solo episode, episode 200, by the way, check that one out. It was one of the favorite podcast episodes that I've ever recorded. And as a matter of fact, it's trending to look like one of the most downloaded as well. But I went back and I actually downloaded, I just looked at my 10 most popular, most downloaded episodes of the entire, of all 200 episodes. Actually, I, just, I thought it was going to be just the top 100, uh, top 10 of the last 100, but actually the top 10 overall have all been in the last 100 episodes. And man, I just forgot about how many great lessons there are in these action plans. I went and just pulled up the action plans, looked at my notes and pulled out the one lesson or at least one lesson from each of the top 10 most downloaded episodes. You'd be surprised at who the number one, especially the most number, I would say the number two most downloaded episode uh, was my biggest surprise. He's actually one of my clients. And uh, man, so you may want to check that one out. But uh, I I would recommend that. And in that episode, I shared, I don't know how I got off on this tangent, but I shared a story about me camping years ago. And I was on the on a river bank camping by myself with a stray dog with me that's another story we can get into another time but uh this is a stray dog who had come into our yard and i was going camping that night so i'm like i'm just gonna take this dog with me he was awesome he was my companion because that night i was sleeping on the sand on the bank of a river about 20 feet away from the river and i woke up hearing the splashing of dog paws all around me and i thought that's weird because i'm 20 feet away from the edge of the river but the splashing is like right beside me. How is this happening? Well, turns out the dog woke me up just by splashing around. Thank goodness he was there uh, because the river had instantly flooded this like flash flood in the middle of the night. And I woke up in like two, three inches of water inside of my sleeping bag. Had I don't know how long I would have slept through it, but uh, it could have gotten, gotten a little hairy. But all my camping gear got washed away. It was just me and this dog sitting on the riverbank, uh, waiting for the hoping that the water would go down all night long, just sitting there shivering. And uh, he's sitting there by my side, uh, hoping that the water would go down because anything on my side of the river couldn't, it was just wilderness. So I had to get back to the other side of the river to get back to my, to my vehicle. So anyway, I got some great feedback from that, that story. So I figured I'd share another quick adventure story. So right after I graduated from the University of Virginia, I uh, had some offers to jump right into college coaching. I uh, had an offer from the Olympic Training Center to go out there and train full-time as an Olympic hopeful and uh, turned it all down because I said, man, I've been wrestling for 17 years I'm going to change it up, man. I'm an adventurer in my soul. I need to go on a grand adventure. So that's what I did. Went home, worked, painted houses for about three months, saved up my money, bought a one-way ticket to Houston, jumped on a bus from Houston down to the border of Mexico. And uh, what was it? Brownsville, Texas, crossed over into Matamoros, Texas, uh, Mexico, 
in a cab, and there I started an adventure. I just went for three months. It was me in a backpack for about three months. I had an open end to take a distant have any real plans on the exact date that I would return home. And I had no plans other than to get to Guatemala at some point. I had a friend down there. I was going to connect with him. And I did connect with him, former soccer player of Virginia, who was living at a meditation center. And that's another story. We'll go down that road sometime. But uh, he was at a meditation center. And I just woke up every morning with nowhere to go, no plans. And I would just go on whatever adventure, the wind, whatever direction the wind blew me that day and going on these amazing adventures. Ended up in getting down to Guatemala. I did some some scuba diving in the collab, a collapsed volcanic cauldron, got my advanced scuba certification down there, uh, lived at a meditation center for about a week, lived for another week at this, up on this, this house up halfway up a volcano, house sat for some American woman who had to go back to the States and just a, a grand adventure, but um, ended up in, here's my little adventure story uh, within the adventure, ended up in Honduras in a town called San Pedro Sula, and I had two American friends, a couple who I'd kind of connected with when we were out doing some scuba diving out on this island off of uh, off of Honduras on the island of Utila. And anyway, we came inland together and hung out and got on a couple buses together, and then our, our, our paths were going to separate at that point. And I would always take night buses because if I took a night bus, my money would last longer because I didn't have to pay for a hotel or hostel and the travel. So I'd save time and money, right, by just sleeping on, on the bus. But I would sleep on chicken buses. I mean, literally chicken buses. I mean, there were literally chickens on the seat next to me or in the, the luggage rack above me, literally chickens. Um, so I was on chicken buses. And, and uh, anyway, so I was in San Pedro Sula, which happened to have been the murder capital of the world that year. I think it was a couple of years ago as well. Uh, not a title that you want to hold. And I'm walking. So I'm hanging out with the, this couple. And I'm saying, I'm like, okay, I got to walk 20 blocks now to get to the bus station. It's dark. It's like 10, 11 o'clock at night. My bus left at like midnight. And I was like, you know, can you guys just watch me walking down the road as far as you can? Because I'm a gringo with my backpack walking down the road. I mean, someone's going to want to rob me, right? So, or maybe murder me. And so I start walking down the road and these two dudes approach me. I told my friends, I'm like, just watch me as long as you can, right? And I kind of got at the end of their sight, kind of where they couldn't see me anymore. And these two dudes approach me. And like, hey, what are you doing? I said, uh, nothing. I said, you know, I'm walking with my friends. I pretend my friends are right behind me. I'm like, oh, my friends are right there. They're coming up behind me. We're walking to the bus station. And these dudes are walking alongside me. And I notice they have these big machetes on their hip. I'm like, oh, this, is, this isn't good, right? And one's an older gentleman. One's a good bit younger. We start walking for a while and they're talking, they're talking. Turns out these guys are self-appointed vigilantes who protect knuckleheads like me who uh, might otherwise get themselves in trouble walking through uh, the dark streets of San Pedro Sula, the murder capital of the world, at night. Uh, these guys walked me to the bus station, escorted me the whole 20 blocks of the bus station, tried to give them each five bucks. They wouldn't take it. They wouldn't take any money from me. So pretty amazing, just kind of the... It was just like kind of the story of the trip. You know, I just had so many amazing people help me out, especially in times of need. People would just step up, help you out, and uh, really just open my vision of the world and that, uh, that that people really are inherently good. There's a lot of bad people out there, but man, most are good uh, and, and they're inherently good. So anyway, that was, uh, I figured I'd share with you another quick adventure story. On to today's lesson. All right, today's episode, I want to talk to you about this yeah, but syndrome that we all have, right? At some level, we all have this, and it's something we have to be conscious and aware of because when we are, we can battle it, right? We can combat this and and hedge against this weakness that is kind of built into all of us. And the way this kind of got brought to mind to me the other day, and I've thought about this quite a bit over the years, but uh, this really got brought to my conscious level 
about a week ago talking to a client. I'm going to call him Jason because I'm not sure if he wants to share this yet. But Jason brought up, brought up to me that he said, Jim, I, I did this speaking engagement because I didn't want to do it. I wasn't really, didn't feel prepared for it, but I went ahead and did it. And all of a sudden I got, I got job opportunities or at least people approaching me from two universities, Notre Dame and Penn State about going to their school and being a full-time professor for them, you know, you know, starting out whatever you started, assistant professor or whatever, but he would, you know, he got offers or, or at least they want to have further conversations with him because of his presentation they did. He said, Jim, other people have told me they have had to work years for these kinds of offers. Now he has his PhD, this guy, and he could have easily, he could, you know, so all these other people he said, I've had, you know, told me, man, I've had to work for years to get these offers. And he was like so excited that he had these offers. Now the piece of me thought, a piece of me thought like, I hope he doesn't think to himself, yeah, but, you know, yeah, I'm just lucky. I just got lucky that Notre Dame and Penn State personnel happened to be in the audience when I made this talk. Because when you, when you go down that path of thinking, yeah, but I was just lucky. But he didn't, right? He, he has this great mindset to him and he realizes that like he actually stepped into something. He stepped into something he didn't feel like he was totally prepared for, didn't know if he was qualified for it. It was definitely outside of his comfort zone, but he did it. And guess what? He stumbled into something. He stumbled into an opportunity, maybe two opportunities, right? You can't, you can't stumble into something unless you're moving forward. Jason was moving forward. He stepped up. He, he took a, a speaking opportunity on short notice. He wasn't totally qualified. Didn't feel like he was totally qualified, totally prepared, but he did it. He stepped into his fear. He stepped into his doubt, and he did it, and something good came of it. Right? I'm not telling you that every time you do, you step into fear, you step into doubt, that something, something, some great life-changing career opportunity is going to be presented to you. That's not the case. But if you do it once, you might have a chance. Maybe five, 10, 20 times, 50 times. If you make a habit of it, that's how you live your life. That's how amazing things happen. You lack, look back at your own successes in your life and you can easily say, yeah, but, uh, you know, yeah, but. I got that job because I knew somebody who worked there. Yeah, but I got into that university because I was an athlete. Yeah, but my parents were rich, so I had more opportunities growing up. Yeah, but I made that huge sale, and I got that big account because I had a friend who worked at that company, and he got me in the door. These are the yeah buts that come from doubt. I was only successful because dot, dot, dot. You know, you explain away your success. Think about your successes. Think about your highlight reel, just your highlight reel, pretty successful, pretty awesome. You've done a lot of things and you, you have reasons to believe that you can achieve even more. You know, we re- read somebody's bio, right? I read these bios of these amazing people I bring on the podcast. You know, we see people's highlight reels on social media and we're comparing those to our day to day, right? People don't put their failures on social media, they don't put them in their bio. I don't go, yeah, this, you know, this, this amazing person I'm bringing on the podcast here. Boy, he really sucked for a while. He didn't do very good. He kind of got lucky. He, he stumbled into something. He created this great business and he made, you know, millions of dollars and wrote a book on it, you know, but he, but he had, you know, he had parents who were already in the industry and yeah, but he, he had a friend who was working there. He, you know, he had got lucky. He got, he was living next to a guy who ended up being a venture capitalist and that's where he got his money. I don't, you know, you don't hear about that stuff, right? You can explain away your success all day long, but you shouldn't. Now, there's a second kind of yeah, but, okay? The first one is explaining away your success, okay? That's the first one. Here's the second one. 
there are these yeah buts that hold you back when you say, I can't be successful because, like it's an excuse. You might say, yeah, but my parents were poor, so I didn't have the same opportunities. Right? That's just an excuse. Yeah, but my parents were rich, so I never developed that grit and that work ethic that I need. Right? You can come up with whatever yeah, but you want. Yeah, but I tried it once before and I failed. Everyone can have a yeah, but. It's either whether it's the excuse or the explaining away of your success. You know, Abraham Lincoln, he was a great leader. He could have said, yeah, but you know what? I failed seven times, my first seven times running for office. You know, yeah, but I had a nervous breakdown. I'm certainly not qualified to lead. You know, he could have said, yeah, but I was born in a one-room log cabin. I was born poor. You know, yeah, but my, my mother died when I was nine. I can't be a good leader, let alone a great leader, let alone one of the greatest leaders the planet has ever seen. Yeah, but I just happened to be president at a critical point in history. You know, anybody could have, anybody could have done that, right? Explain it away. You could do it all day long. And I know you can do it for your life too. Forget about the yeah buts. You know, move forward. Take one step. Put one foot in front of the other like Jason did. You can't stumble into something unless you're moving forward. What's the yeah but that's holding you back? What's that story you're telling yourself? And again, this I've said this before, but you might say, well, I'm not telling myself a story, Jim. It's not a story, right? It's not actually a story. It's like this subconscious, it's more of a feeling than it is a story. What is that feeling that you have inside of you that's saying, yeah, but? What's that yeah, but? Because everybody has one, right? You think all the great leaders, you think of Bill Gates? I forget what book it is in. It's in um, one of Malcolm Gladwell's books, I think, about, Bill Gates and he grew up at the, you know, he happened to be, to grow up in a time where computers were just being, you know, becoming prevalent. And he was at, I think, I forget, what, the Michigan or parents grew up in, I can't, I'm butchering the story, but there, he had access to a computer and learning how to code at a young age, right? He just, like, you kind of look at his life and it was all these sort of things lined up. Bill Gates not saying, yeah, but... Yeah, but, you know, no, he achieved amazing things. He had certain things in place, but he didn't lower his goals or his expectations of himself or his dreams or his impact because he's like, yeah, but I just had, I I got kind of lucky. Timing-wise, access to resources, yeah, just lucky. So I'm not really going to try to change the world. You have some big dream. Identify the yeah, but that's holding you back and crush it. Here's one way to crush it. Read this in a book about um, Bruce Lee used to do this with his doubts. He would, he would write it down on a piece of paper. Actually, he would just visualize this. You can do this. You can do it right now. Visualize it. Write down whatever that yeah, but is, whatever that doubt is, that excuse or explaining away your success. Close your eyes. Visualize if unless you're driving. Don't close your eyes. Visualize yourself writing it down on a piece of paper then crumpling up that piece of paper and burning it, lighting it on a fire. It's gone. It's gone. It's gone forever. There's a story recently in the news about Allie Stroker. Allie Stroker was paralyzed in a car accident when she was just two years old. My goodness, I mean, Allie Stroker could have gone on to be something great. Yeah, but, but she was paralyzed from the waist down or maybe even chest down, I think, at a young age. I mean, she could have gone to NYU. She could have gone to performance school. Yeah, but there's a dance and a tap dance requirement, right? She could have been so great. Guess what? Allie Stroker's yeah, but didn't hold her back. She was the first actress ever to win a Tony Award. She won a Tony Award. 
She could have used excuses. She had every, come on, she had every excuse in the book. More than you. I'm calling you out right now. You didn't catch that. Or she could have, she could have used the second yeah but, right? She could have explained away her success. Uh, maybe I was just favored to get the Tony Award because I was, I'm disabled, right? I know some people watching might have thought that, ah, uh, you know, she just got the sympathy vote. No, she's talented, eminently talented. She won the Tony Award. Really, you're going to say that that's her unfair advantage? <laughs> sure, if you want to see it that way. What's your unfair advantage? Everybody's got one. Take advantage of it if you have one. Or just succeed despite it, like Ali Stroker did. I remember watching the NCAA, NCAA wrestling. Matt Snyder, wrestler for the University of Virginia, giving Matt a shout-out, total stud. He's ranked like as high as fifth in the country. He's got to wrestle a guy with one leg. One leg. He can't wrestle with one leg. Right? He's got to wrestle this guy with one leg. I'm going to throw Matt under the bus. Matt, I'm sorry. I got to say it. He got destroyed by this guy. This guy beat the heck out of him. I've never seen Matt lose like this. Guy's got one leg. His name's Anthony Robles. NCAA champion. Anthony Robles. Guess what? You can't shoot a double leg on Anthony Robles. Because he's got one leg, right? You can't do a lot of the attacks that you would do normally on a guy with two legs. Does, wait a second. Does he have an advantage? How much does your leg weigh? It's a significant, you know, maybe 15, 20% of your body weight. So, that, you know, if you're a 125-pounder, which he was, his upper body's built like a, like a guy one or two weight classes bigger. At least probably two, at least two weight classes bigger. Wait a second. This guy with one leg, I think he's got an advantage. I caught myself saying that once. Thinking that in my head, maybe this guy's got an advantage. And then I smack myself. I'm like, wait a second. The true story of this kid was he went out for wrestling. He got beat and he got beat bad. And everybody felt sorry for him. Why is he doing this? Why is he coming back match after match? Eventually, he started learning. He started getting better. And for, unfortunately, he didn't, have, he didn't have anybody else with one leg saying, hey, listen, this is, you, know, you only got one leg, so you can't do this move, but you know, maybe you can do this move. No, he had to figure it out. Yeah, but, yeah, but he's only successful because he has one leg. (laughs) What? You ever catch yourself saying something like that? What's your excuse? What are you explaining away? You know there's more in you. You know there's more potential in you. Just like Anthony Robles. This guy named Eric Weinmayer. Eric Weinmayer could have been something great. Gosh, he probably could have climbed Mount Everest. He could have whitewater kayaked the Grand Canyon. This guy, adventure, right? Could have built an amazing business, inspiring people all over the world, but unfortunately, he went blind at age 13. Guess what? Eric Weinmayer did all those things. I actually interviewed him, episode 96, 96. Go back and check that one out. What is it that's holding you back? Like, what doubt? What excuse? What success are you explaining away? Yeah, Eric Weinmayer, he climbed Everest. He whitewater kayaked the Grand Canyon, which uh, I kayaked a lot of class five, top level, world class whitewater. Terrifying. Terrifying if you can't see. It's terrifying if you can see. Oh, man. But he failed. He struggled. He had to go through pain and suffering and blood and fear and all these things. But he achieved. You know there's more potential in you. You've got to erase these doubts. Got to erase the doubts. You've got to rewire yourself. You've got to bring this subconscious level of thinking 
up to the conscious and take action on it. If you want to do that, you can grab a time on my calendar, go to jimharshawjr.com slash apply, A-P-P-L-Y, and we'll jump on a call, 30 minutes. I'll give you at least that, you know, that much time. It's pretty much, you know, we, can, we can dive into whatever your challenges are. But you've got to get outside of your own head. So I hope you take action. Make sure you grab your copy of the action plan from this episode. Go to jimharshawjr.com slash action. All right, that's for the action plan. So there's action and slash apply to get on the call with me. And uh, if you got value out of this episode, give it a share if you could. You know, tell one person about it. Uh, if you see it on Facebook, share it on Facebook. If you see it on Twitter, give it a retweet. If you know a friend who might benefit from this or just enjoy it, loves this kind of stuff, tell them, hey, go, go check out jimharshawjr.com slash 202, episode 202. Or you can go to jimharshawjr.com slash share, and there's some quick and easy social media buttons. You can just click the button. It has a pre-written Facebook post and tweet. I think LinkedIn's on there too, and, uh, and you can share it quickly and easily. So thank you for tuning in. I hope you take action. I hope you move forward. And as always, take the time to get clear on your goals and embrace failure as a stepping stone on your path to success. <laughs>